Alright, we come back and we do the Rastafari show. Top dance hall only. With the general, Brent Jensen, on the No Sleep Till Sudbury podcast. Big things are going now. Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate, brothers and sisters. Okay, so listen. Welcome to part four, the finale of this little run of episodes in which my pals Kent Bailey and Brad Jemmett have been shooting their mouths off about hip-hop and rap, the music they grew up on as childhood besties in the uh, mean suburban streets of Scarborough, Ontario. So you'll recall from last week's episode that we left off at the point where Kent's playlist was critiqued by Brad, and by me a little bit, I guess, uh, less harshly than I expected, I might add. So in today's episode, the roles are reversed, and Kent offers his humble opinions on Brad's playlist. So this should be a lot of fun. All right, let's get on with it. So we flipped lists, and now we are on Brad Gemmett's list. So the first tune that you have, Brad, is The Message by Grandmaster Flash. I, there's no way. You can't argue this. I mean, this is this is one of the pioneers. What are we, 82 or something like that? Yeah. The whole gang of them, Grandmaster <laughs> Flash. I mean, you can't yeah. argue this. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think they're the only, yeah. they're the only hip-hop they? artists in Rock and Actually, Roll Hall of Fame. Actually, you're right. You're one right. You're right, you're right. I thought Run DMC went in. Oh, did they go in? Oh, maybe recently. 2007, Grandmaster Flash. You're right, though. You're right. Yeah. Look at so, you I mean, and your you facts. You can't argue. You can't wow. argue with this. Unfortunately, I'd like to, but this is not this is not one <laughs> that I cannot that I can't argue with. All right. But if you yes. think of all hip hop, sorry to interrupt you. Yes, they were inf- uh, influential. Yes, they were good. Would that be the one that you put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know. I mean, what defines what goes into the Rock and Roll were they, Hall of Fame? Were they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they were pioneers? Is that what like to me? If it's a rock and roll, is there a hip hop hall of fame? Well, think about the like rock and roll is a very and I don't agree with this as as a my personal opinion. Because you're a rock and roll guy, so yeah. Yes. Now you know you have Shania Twain, you have Madonna in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For me, and this is my own opinion, and people will not agree with this. I'm going to get rocks thrown at me for this. If it's rock and roll. Certain people should not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There should be maybe a Country Hall of Fame or a Hip Hop Hall of Fame and so forth. But it's a very wide-reaching um, span, right? So they will include um, Grandmaster Flash. They will include Madonna. They will include Kenny G. Uh, I've never really got kind of the gist behind that because it's supposed to be rock and roll, air quotes, but it right. is what it is. I can't argue with it. I mean, you could have thrown in uh, Sugar Hill Gang on here, and I would have rubbed. That's the other it. pioneer. I would have patted you on the back as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't. I'm sure they're pissed that they're not in. <clears throat> Great pick. <laughs> pioneers, if that's the pioneer. Well, there's a lot of concession going on now. I'd I know, too. and I hate this is turning into like a big old circle jerk, but I, unfortunately, <laughs> it really is. You guys should just do like a, a hug. Hey, let's you know, hug. I got some a stuff. circle jerk. <clears throat> I got some stuff. All right. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. For the circle jerk? No, for your picks. <laughs> okay, good. This is a PG show, by the way. Maybe R, but well, not but not X. Not X. Not All right. X. Right. Well, he's the one who said circle jerk first. So don't get mad at me. <laughs> All right, move on. All right. So next tune on your list, Mister Gemmett, is "Fuck the Police" by N.W.A. 
Great MD. Uh, I mean, it, I, we're right so back to the, we're right back to the same old story. NWA, we talked about them. I mean, there's not too too much more to say about them. Fuck the police is one of those shock songs, and, and I talked about it a bit on my podcast, and and Brad talked a bit about it on his podcast. They 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 defined a new genre, um, or at the very least, they took a genre that existed and they made it mainstream. Mm-hmm. They had people like myself and Brad listening to people saying things about stuff that we questioned that should ever be able mm-hmm. to be said on the radio and whether it's fuck the police or whether it's straight out of Compton or whether it's any number of their other songs, they brought something completely different. They brought something shocking. They brought something that the two white dudes from a suburb of, a, of the city of Toronto said, wow, this is cool. And yeah. a lot of people said the same thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Great and, pick. So, so again, we kind of go back to the little producer talk, right? You know, those songs would have been you know, laid out to whoever, and they said, yeah, I think it's got a chance. Yeah. But the police come straight out of the Yeah, and whose decision was that, do you think? Like, who produced this record? I watched that movie, which everyone should, because it's phenomenal. I know, I did too, and, and I, can't I can't see it. Yes. I can't. Well, you should watch it. It's yeah. great. It's, it's absolutely crazy. great. This was, a, this was a, a milestone moment, obviously, right? But somebody had to make the decision to say, you know, this is really going to... Like it's gonna take. Well, yeah, but I mean, there were other bands. Like I've talked on at least on a couple of occasions about Two Live Crew. Oh, yeah. Remember, we were, yep. I was in yep. Florida with Brad. This is sort of a personal story. I was in Florida with Brad. Two Live Crew were brutal, brutal in their lyrics. Like they talked about stuff that like you can't even. You talk about X-rated podcasts, but they had two versions of their their. I don't right. know if they had more than one album. Clean as they want to be yep. and nasty as they want to be. Right. So I picked up both versions. You couldn't buy <clears throat> nasty as they want to be up here. You could only buy it down there. Right. So I picked up clean as they want to be and nasty as they want to be. Right. You look like you want to say something. Well, I do, and I think that there's a huge difference between those two topics, just because I think that Two Live Crew was almost one-dimensional in the sense that they were trying to get attention yeah you know yeah. whereas you know i has to say this it was almost empty that way it was a, it was a, it was, well, it was, it was empty. yeah absolutely do you know what i mean it was like a, it was almost like shock value yeah. whereas with nwa it was malevolent and it was real yep. they were telling a story it was fierce yeah. right you, there was no mistaking that so those two things for me are completely separate my only point was that they weren't the first band to bring something where people listened and said, oh my God, yeah. like, yeah. are you allowed to say that? And this was a, a point that Brad had made on his podcast where, where NWA was the, the genre or the class of hip hop that you didn't necessarily want your parents to know that you were listening mm-hmm. to. So I bought two versions of that. Of that. <laughs> so the clean as they want to be was one, oh mom, here, this, this is the, the hip hop. Listen to how talented these guys are. <laughs> was the one that I listened to. And you're right. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. Shallow. It had no it was. value to it. They yeah. weren't great rappers. No. It was there was no value to it. Yeah. But it was it was it was another example of as I said, another example of an artist where you were like, wow, are they yeah. allowed to say like, I mean this never existed prior yeah. to at least in my there, there, there was a real legitimate ferocity there that yeah. could not be ignored and it was it, it it took things to another level you know in a very legitimate way and and with two live crew that was just it was silly stupid stuff right he's a football coach now in Florida really a singer for I can't remember his name it's Luther no. something yeah. something Luther I shouldn't Luther say singer because he never sang the lead artist for two live crew is a football yeah. coach yeah. but it was it was all around these two albums or not these two albums but two live crew and NWA 
where the um, warning labels started to go onto the records, right? On, I see. On, this stuff was going on in the earlier 80s with like, you know, Twisted Sister and that sort of thing. It, yeah. was, uh, it was the PMRC, I believe. Okay. Prince but Music Resource Center. In, in my recollection, it really kind of ramped up. It was like in Congress and I think Nancy Reagan was involved. Yep, she was, yep. Yeah. Because she would hear these songs and it would be like mortifying. Like, how so did Nancy, Nancy Reagan hear NWA? Yeah. Was, what radio station was she listening to? Yeah. Well, Tipper Gore was, the, I think, the, the, the person who was the main driver behind this. And they had congressional so hearings. So they make up Nancy Reagan? She was against drugs, no, maybe? No, uh, you, I don't know. Drugs and lyrics. Is anything fun? Anything fun. She was okay. Okay. Big blur back then, but yeah, I remember there were hearings where mm-hmm. Dee, Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister actually appeared to defend twisted sister and 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 put up a very credible argument um and tipper gore uh al gore's wife was the person who was kind of the 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 face behind the parents music resource center pmrc um who actually propagated these stickers that had to be applied to records to warn listeners of like offensive explicit so language say the f word the f word the f bomb oh my god yeah and they, so they started using this to their advantage. That was the funny thing. Is yeah. that it kind of blew up in the face of the PMRC because you had that sticker and it was like, yeah. Like so kids, tell the kid not to do something and, and that's what they want to do. do. Way more. Exactly. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So the next tune on your list is uh, Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. Great song. Thought about Eric B. and Rakim. Would have put Follow the Leader, which oh, is from their one. next album. Yep. That would have been my pick, um, but they had a few others. Microphone Fiend was another good one. Interesting that it came up on Brad's podcast, the the reference to Mars, um, and that Mars had sampled paid in full, I believe, on Pump, Pump of Volume. volume. Right. Um, and, there was a, and then you had also made a reference to the extended version of Paid in Full by a, a British DJ outfit called Cold Cut. <laughs> which generated so, laughter then so, and still generates laughter now. So it's, let me just clarify. Is that the it's person's... It's not the sandwich. I know, but where the meat, right? The cold cut. So like... It's like so, a mental loaf. Like, is that real? Did, did someone know, actually real, like call themselves real, cold, cut? Call, cold no, no, cut? No, but I'm sure it's not after sandwich. <laughs> no, I think it's after like, cutting cutting tracks from various and, records. And you're so cool, you're cold. Was there like two T's on cut? I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> even know what cold cut looks cold like. Cut, one word, cold cut. I don't even know what they look like. I don't know if they ever did anything else. They, But the additional tidbit that I will add to the informative conversation that Brad provided was mm-hmm. that... The pump up the volume song in itself was also sampled from Cold Cut's song, Say Kids, What Time Is It? So if you ever want to go on YouTube and listen to that song, in addition to Cold Cut doing the extended remix of Paid in Full, they also sampled from the Cold Cut song. So there's a big circle of samples in that whole group. It's very, it's very incestuous, it sounds like. (laughs) And Microphone Fiend also, Microphone Fiend, uh, had another amazing sample from uh, a song called Schoolboy Crush by uh, nice. a band called Average White Band. That was 19, a really bad part. 1975. I'm looking <laughs> at your beer, and I hope you do this not is like the worst. job as a Big This is the worst pour Big ever. Head. Sorry, guys. So Microphone Fiend was another excellent song that I also could have included on my list um, with an amazing sample. Um, but overall, a good pick, Eric B. and Rakim. All right. What are they doing now? Any idea? I don't know. They work. They work in. They work in a factory. No, I don't 
don't think so. Ken's shaking his head. Affirmative. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm making that up. I, I have no know. idea. Okay, so the next tune that you've got here is by the mighty Public Enemy, but you have selected "Fight the Power." Yeah. Yeah, fight the uh, again. Like I just we're going back, and we're going to get to the ones where I where I have some more things to say. I mean, there's no arguing with Public Enemy. We talked a little bit about them during you know Brad's commentary on my pick. I think they use a French horn on this record. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They should have though, because and I should have played it. I could have air. I could have air played it. No, you wouldn't have. Because um, three Great keys, pick. man. Three keys to destiny. You would, you, you would reference it as a, a political song, which it very much is. And I think I had, in fact, said on my podcast that for me, "Welcome to the Terror Dome" was the most representative of what Chuck D was from a political mm-hmm. perspective. And I think I said the argument that I wouldn't have a counter to was if someone said that "Fight the Power" was actually that song, right? And so here we go. You yeah. said it, and you said you said you know Chuck D was very political. And you're right. I could have picked this song as my number. The one thing that I did want to say, and I and I had referenced it in my podcast, I think I sold myself a little bit short on my public enemy pick, only because the pick that I made, and it made my skin vibrate, and that's mm-hmm. why it came in at number one, right. was not my favorite public enemy song of all time. And okay. Brad will probably be nodding his head as he dips into his 30th beer of the evening. <laughs> If you're a Public Enemy fan, or even if you're not a Public Enemy fan, and you want to check out, do it. And you want to check out Number Solid Song, check out Terminator X to the Edge of Panic. It's an obscure song. Yep. Okay, so again, clarification on Terminator X's job. <laughs> what does he do? He's the DJ. I don't know how you can... He's a DJ. <laughs> what he does that dude do? So what? Like, so I could do that. Could you? Well, I think so. <laughs> we could set this up. And wanna, this could be a podcast in itself. I want to try. We're going to give you two, ter- so two like, turntables and a microphone, I believe. Wow. In the words of Beck. How hard is that? Well, we're going to find out. I'm going to get a lot of rocks thrown yeah. at me for this. You but seriously. So, justifiably. So, so you and I talked about this, right? So you spin, you do a little... Have you ever tried to scratch on a turntable? No. Have you ever tried to mix two songs on a turntable? No. Okay. I want to try though. I want. I want you. I to want to try. see if I can. Live, do it. I want to I see if I can do a better live job. Live Facebook feed on this one for sure. For sure. All right. So that's anyway. Public Enemy, brilliant song. Yeah. The whole repertoire is brilliant. You could have put any Public Enemy song on there other than Nine One One as a joke, and I would have saluted you and said, "Great pick." Wow. Circle jerk time. Yeah. There's up. another Public Enemy song. Very short. Show them what you got. You know that one? Yep. If you if you're ever going to like a job interview or something serious, play it. Play, show them what you got. No, probably in the car before you get in. I don't know. All depends where you're applying. Uh, Show them what you got is like one of those songs that just makes your, I don't know, soul stand up and you say, I got this. Like it's it's an amazing little short little snippet of a tune. Does it make your skin vibrate? It does. It does as well too. Every song. Chuck D, hardest hitter in hip hop. Yeah. I fully agree with that. So Don't Believe the Hype is probably my favorite of their songs. Yeah. But I... I selected this one because it was it blew my mind. All right. Um, next tune you had in common, Let Your Backbone Slots. We're going to skip that. Yeah, yep. I think enough's been said about that one. I agree. Uh, and then the next tune is uh, Can I Kick It on Brad's List by A Tribe Called Quest. A tribe Called Quest. I mean, Can I Kick It wouldn't have been. I, I mean, I made that joke with you when we started off the podcast, my podcast. Um, tribe Called uh, Can I Kick It wouldn't have been my pick. 
of all the tribe songs, there were a lot that I liked a lot better than Can I Kick It? Yeah. But you really can't go wrong with Tribe Called Quest. And again, we've done a lot of we've done a lot of talking about what makes Tribe Called Quest so good. Wouldn't have been my pick, not a bad pick. And so, what record is this from? Do we know? It was, was it the first one. It's for not. A while. First it, one that I can think about. It's not Marauders. It's not nope. Low End Theory. Nope. It's the nope. It's, so Marauders is second, right? Is that it's right? The same one with the Benita Applebaum. Yeah. Is that the first one? I can't remember the name of it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they also do. I left my wallet in El Segundo, same which, one, which which was a discovery you, for me. Which shocked you I was, to no end. I was I was yeah. absolutely fascinated by that because mm-hmm. I love Tribe and I love that song. Uh, okay, so next tune is uh, Jump Around by House of Pain on Brad's Okay, now this one we need to talk about. <laughs> there was a fair amount of, well, he's Irish. How could this not be on his list? So I think I need to talk about this one a little bit. House of Pain, I, I, have, I have a few things to say about House of Pain because there was a lot of talk on, on, Brad's, on Brad's podcast about how there was a degree of disbelief that from an Irish dude that House of Pain wouldn't have been on his podcast and this was a super influential song. And so I have a few things to say about House of Pain. Number one, and I, number one is more on a personal level. Right. And, and, and Brad had mentioned that House of Pain was probably the, I believe you said, the most mm-hmm. influential song of all the songs you had to listen to a personal influence uh you talked about shaving your head and and piercing both ears and and the point that i want to make here is that you were going bald (laughs) you were going bald in grade seven so so the point that i want to make here is is that i think is that i think that your head was getting shaved regardless wow Hey, hang on a second. So it's happening one way or another. So when I saw Brad at his first year of university, which you're what, nine you're eighteen, he had like he had a good head of hair. No, no, no. no. Wait, sorry, what Brad? Yeah. This Brad? Yeah. No. I remember you see, like you came out of the elevator and you had the wave. Like you kind of looked like the guy. I had from, the vanilla ice you know, for you know, a little bit. I was trying to cover up the you know uh, who you look like? windows. You know yes. who you look like, Brad? You look like uh, the guy from uh, ABC. The Look of Love. Martin, I can't think of his last really? name, but you look like you had the long locks. Nice. Maybe you were doing Locked a cover up. I don't know. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. Yeah, you know, like it's true. Anyway, okay. my point being the, the ears piercing, maybe <laughs> I can get on board with the shaving the head. I don't know. I think it was that, happening anyway. That was going was shaving down. itself. That was going down. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so I'll put that out there. The second point that I want to make is more to do with the actual song and the and the impact that the song had. And I will not disagree with you on the fact that the song was great, the fact that the song was a huge part of our growing up together. And I thought about putting it on my list. And and, and funny enough, the reasons why I didn't put it on my list were the exact same reasons that you definitely singled out <laughs> in your podcast. Number one the 65-year-old woman at the Blue Jays game standing up and like kill her if the song kill made my skin vibrate that made my skin vibrate but in a like in a cattle prod sort of way like, <laughs> like oh is this, is this where we're at now like is this yeah is it so it actually made your skin crawl yeah there you so go so it's tough to it's tough to throw a song like that on as good as it is when it's it's just been so overplayed oh, and yeah. and that and, and yeah. And the second reason is, and this is more of a personal reason, Everlast was Irish, as far as I understand. <laughs> Danny Boy O'Connor was Irish. Um, the DJ Lethal was Latvian. Yeah. Um, Everlast was from California. They came across, not necessarily explicitly, but maybe indirectly as a sort of a Boston type oh, of yes. Irish Southie oh. type of 
For me, Absolutely. an outsider, I, that's what I got. I got a very strong Boston Irish vibe. Oh, but I, I didn't buy hope. it. Definitely. I didn't buy it. It was an act. And I, yeah. and I think you referenced it a little bit in your podcast where you talked about him looking back on the lyrics and saying it was all just a joke. It was all just junk. To me, not diminishing the song was great and the song had a huge influence. But in, in terms of song that made my skin vibrate, I didn't buy their act. I didn't buy this Irish act. Um, he's gone on to do a lot of cool things. Uh, he was part of La Coca Nostra. He was part of a whole bunch of different things that of, of guys that are now, guys that were around in that era that are still doing hip hop and doing really, really cool things. So if you think, if you're like me and you think that, that 90s hip hop is dead, I would tell you that it's not dead. There's a lot of really cool guys that were around back then that are still doing really cool things. I didn't buy the act. And it was overplayed. And that is the only reason why that song didn't make my list. Nope. Not that it was a, a bad song, but for me, not skin vibrate. Eh, not so much. Mm. So, so was there a point in time for you when you started to question the authenticity of it? I questioned like, the authenticity of it. Early on? Early on. I mean, I love the whole Boston Southie Irish vibe, but he wasn't from Boston. He was Irish. But when did you know that though? Because this is pre-Google stuff. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, I mean, within you know, with it, it wasn't something that I looked up yesterday. Let's put it. Yeah, I'm just gonna figure that part out. The lyric. I mean, there's a lot of hip. He said his his lyrics were junk and didn't mean anything. But there's a lot of hip hop lyrics that are like the same, the same way. They don't mean anything. I didn't. I had no problem with that. Didn't buy the act. And then as time progressed, the fact that it's been so overplayed. Oh God! Is it ever? Is it ever? I'm not. I'm not knocking your pick, but that I wanted to clarify why I didn't pick it, and that's yeah, and and I totally understand your point. If if it was not so influential to me in '92 or '93, I probably would have taken it off because I every time I hear it at the Blue Jays game or the Tigers game, like it just kind of spoils it a little bit more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I watched the video, and you're right. It's like a whole bunch of Irish hooligans, and it looks like they're in Boston. And his and first, God damn, they better his be Irish. first album, as you pointed oh. out, was awful. Like he had, he had that. What was it called? Um, I got the knack. <laughs> he had the rhythm, which was uh, "I'm Everlast, born to be." A, like he was so born to be a Caucasian. It was so cheesy. It was awful. Yeah. So then he comes from that, and he morphed, and he was in like a suit, and he was so in a suit with fancy hair. He morphed from that into this, you know, head shaved, fuck, banging, Southy Irish gangster. Like, I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I bought it. <laughs> I'm good. You shaved your head, apparently. I'm good with the one. infomercials. I, like, I bought a hook, anyway, hook line and stuff. Not an awful pick. Not one of my top ten. I get it. I get it. So the circle jerk's going to be put on hold then for a little it while. It is, for a little bit. What do we got next? <laughs> right. We'll see. So, well, uh, <laughs> the next dude... Is uh, by J. Rue the Damage. So now we're back. We're, we're right back where we started. This was for me. Uh, uh, this one. This one is one that I overlooked. For me, the this tune is, is called "Come Clean." By the way, yes, okay. "Come Clean," and he had a couple of good songs. For me, this is a phenomenal pick. One that I overlooked. Wow. "Come Clean," an awesome song. He's a phenomenal rapper. Didn't put him on my list. Didn't even register, and I wish it had of. So good, good on you for for bringing me back to to recognize a guy that is super talented that went under the radar as you as you said he was underground even though you called me not underground I can I'll take that in stride, great pick. 
and I hate to go back to the love and everything that you picked, but this was phenomenal and it was one that flew right under my radar when I was making my list. So let me ask you a question. So Brad said that he struggled for four years with trying to find out who J. Rue the Damager was as the kind of artist behind the song. Yeah. Where were you in that? Did you know? Did you know the song? Did he introduce you to that? I honestly, I have no idea. I okay. have no idea when the song came on radar. He had a few great, I mean, Can't Stop the Prophet is another phenomenal song. I don't know in answer to your question. I don't know. I don't know when this guy came on my radar. Clearly he wasn't front of mind as an influencer, but phenomenal rapper, great pick, completely missed by me. So okay. good, good on you. Mm. I think it was Whiskey Saigon the first time I ever heard it on like the third or fourth floor, right? But it's, again, pre-Google. How do you find out? Like, how do you figure this stuff out? Pre-Shazam, yeah. And I've got lots of feedback from podcast number one from me. And most people, if not all, have never heard of this song before. I've never heard of it. It's it's one of those kind of obscure songs, but people listen to the podcast, listen to the song, and then they get back to me like, wow, like that song is kind of cool and it's interesting. I've never heard it before. Like, like, when is it from? Where is it from? And it's explore. And right. he yeah, got his definitely. start on uh, in '92 on an album, but you remember Gangstar? Yes, they were was, amazing too. Yeah, that which was DJ, that's another band which was DJ was. Premier. He was on a song called "In I'm the Man." And DJ Premier, I don't know if he's won any awards, but honestly, that man should win some. He has produced songs for you name it: Big Daddy Kane, Dre, KRS-One, Ludacris, Christina Aguilera, B.I.G., Kanye, and he's still producing today. Mm-hmm. That's a guy. That's cool. That's cool. That's yeah. that's a long spanning career of hit after hit yeah, after hit. Definitely. Okay, so the circle jerk back on. Like. <laughs> circle yeah, jerk back sorry, on with Jerry the Damage. I really wish it wasn't is this it, way. I, it, it burns me that I like so many of your picks because it really it burns I me. I know. I had the same problem too. I had the right. exact same problem. So we have one more opportunity for and conflict. And we will make use of this we, opportunity. Oh, do you know what it is? I think I do. Well, it's the one song. It is. It hasn't come up yet. It's in the club it is by in the Fifty club. Cent. It is in the club. Do you guys like my pronunciation of these tunes, by the way? Like I, I, I do. I'm really okay. trying hard to make it like street. So is it is it Fifty or Fifty? <laughs> it's Fifty. Is it Fifty? Because Fifty rhymes with another word that's relevant. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> wow. Okay. This this one for me. I mean, c- Circle Jerk has ended. This one. What's for that, me, how many beers have you had tonight, dude? That's good. <laughs> this one for me is lots, lots. this one for me is the worst the worst and I realize that this is about this, the songs that make your skin vibrate so I, I preface any criticism I have by saying it's not about what makes my skin vibrate it, wow seriously <laughs> so, I'm, prepping, I'm prepping you but I, feel, up here. but I feel like if I didn't attack this obvious miscalculation on your part that would be doing our friendship a disservice this wow were you, were you high when you picked this song <laughs> did you forget a song and this one just this was came top of mind I for knew, some... I knew I'd take this because I knew I'd take the heat it's oh, yo shorty it's your birthday what what are the how can you sing it first because it's that good Is that in that song yeah, yeah. Yo, shorty, it's your birthday. Or it's go shorty. I think it's go shorty. Go shorty, it's your birthday. Yeah. Go, yeah. yeah. Wow. For a guy, if you're gonna sing, go ahead. <laughs> no. For a guy who grew up in the same era of hip hop as me, I I was utterly shocked that this song made it on your list. And I, and it has a catchy beat. Yeah. And it is an extreme. I think it. I think it was like the most hip hop, most listened to hip hop song, in the shortest span of time, or some weird stat. So people liked it, but 
but from a from a guy who grew up listening to the same stuff that I did in the same era that I did, I was I'm gonna say mortified because that's how strongly I disagree with this song <laughs> on your list. Wow, man, what a terrible pick! And this was your last pick of your podcast. Like this is how you send people off after, <laughs> after listening to you for what seemed like an eternity. You send people off with fifty cent, and I, I was of two minds because I was disappointed that you that I that you made me listen to your whole podcast, and then you ended it with this terrible pick. But then I thought, what if he had started with this shit You'd song? You fucking turn it off. I would have turned it off and said, "This is junk," and so is Brent Jensen. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. And that's all I have to say about what is arguably the worst pick of the of the nineteen hey, songs that were on both of our lists. Don't drag my good name into this. And that's all I have to say about that terrible pick. Disgusted with. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was aggressive. That well, was very aggressive. Well, I would, Circle Jerk had to end it sometime, and so it ended, I think, it, on it. I think it's done now. It's, yeah, that's not going to happen now. anymore. In in my own defense, and whether you believe it or not, and it, really it doesn't matter to me. No, sure. It's uh, MC Light was not available <laughs> at that point in time to sing me a song to get me back into hip-hop. But the problem I had was that hip-hop was, uh, it, it was like trying to hold water in my hands. It was it, it was It was slipping out. And then all of a sudden, this song came through and it brought me back in. And it still brought me back in. I believe. I, w- I was gone for five, six, seven years yeah, where I was. I believe you all said you abandoned your hip hop mistress, I think was what I you did. said. I did. So all I that did. time while you were embracing rock and whatever the hell else you were doing, I, up in Laurentian, you in Sudbury, I was in Toronto holding it down. Keeping it real. With who? Not who, listening. Who are you listening to, to pre cent? Pre fifty cent. Who are you listening to? Like All a the year same before. Artists. All the same artists. Yeah. So you were listening to stale music? Oh, you just called nineties hip hop stale. I am No, at that point in time you want to really evolve ending through. it on You want to evolve through. So it's the same tape that's been playing on the same C D or the same iPod list is you want to uncover new things. I challenge all of Brent Jensen's listeners who even remotely care about hip-hop to verify my opinion that 50 Cent in the club was the worst of the 19 songs that were put together on both of these podcasts. Leave it in the comments on Instagram or on his website. Do it. Verify. I am correct. Wow. Hashtag MC Light. That that is a strong statement. That's it. Okay. So listeners, you've heard it. Act on it. Wow. Are we going to end the show this way? I don't want to end it like no, this. No, I don't think we should end it like this because it was a lot of hugging and, and, <laughs> was, and our was, lists were so a, similar. There was a lot of love up until there now. There was. There yeah. was. And I had to end it on a high note or yeah. a low note. Case <laughs> yeah. But you had it, honestly, and now we're getting back to the same old crap again. You had a great list. Yeah. Same Sucks. for you. Minus one song. Same for you. That's all right. That's all right. Um, you turned me on to J. Rue the Damager again, which was... Glad I turned you on. Great. Um... <laughs> A lot of good picks. I think, again, a testament to how close we were growing up. Uh, I don't think anyone can question that we are that we actually didn't grow up listening to the same music, given how closely yeah. our list matched one another. So, yeah. And thanks for having us back oh, to it's a, uh, it's a pleasure. hash I've, out this mess of... I have to say, I was very excited to have both of you in the studio at the same time because uh, I thought that you both did awesome jobs um, individually. I really enjoyed your podcasts uh, individually. Uh, Who's did you like more? (laughs) They were both amazing. 
No, let me tell you. So I got I got a lot of really good feedback on both of your podcasts, and and um, I think that both of them were great. They were quite different. Both right. of them were great. Yes, so good. But it was I, I was I was really really looking forward to to having both of you together on the sofa, you know, talking about these lists and and really kind of having it out. And I think that it was it was a great uh, kind of span. Like you, you agreed on stuff. You argued about stuff, and I think that it was a worthwhile exercise. So. I thought it was going to be more controversial. To be honest with you. I actually thought it was too. I was impressed yeah. that you guys, um, you know, were, were kind of a little bit more lovey than I thought you would be. It's tough. I looked at his list and I tried to come up with ways that I could attack some of his songs, but as you suggested, we had four artists that were exactly the same out of nine songs, and yeah. and I liked all but one of the other songs, and it's it's unfortunate for probably for for your listeners that it's we couldn't have been. The, more. My, my bloodthirsty listeners. Yes. <laughs> no. I actually thought that there was going to be more commonality. There was not, but that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. And I thought you both represented yourselves very well. So well done. Thank you. Very good. Thank yeah. you. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my two buddies, Mr. Kent Bailey and Mr. Brad Jennett. Till next time, take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.